Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's No Hulahan. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we get to our fantastic episode with Reggie Boubouchet of the Old City Sideshow, I gotta tell you about some of our upcoming shows. This very weekend, we are going to be at Too Many Games. That's June 26th, 27th, and 28th in the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA. It is a video game-centered convention with tons of celebrities from the interwebs. We are doing a slew, an entire slew of shows. So be sure to get there and get all your information at TooManyGames.com. However, if you can't make it to that... On the 28th, that's the Sunday of June, I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club as a part of Philly's Funniest at 7 p.m. If you call and say my name, you get two-for-one tickets, and it'll be great to see you guys out there modifying and supporting me in my journey to be Philly's Funniest. However, if you'd rather see us at a convention, might I recommend to you Dexcon. DexCon is July 1st through the 5th. It is a five-day convention dedicated to gaming. More for the tabletop gamers, but there's also LARPs, and I will be running, along with the rest of Plus Two Comedy, various game shows. So be sure to come out to that. It is one of my absolute favorite cons to attend, so be sure to come out to DexCon 18 in the Morristown Hyatt in Morristown, New Jersey. Finally, we are making the Plus Two Comedy debut at Ryukon in Buffalo, New York, and that's going to be July 10th, 11th, and 12th. So be sure to check us out at one or all of those great shows. And finally, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Please click the banner below and shop as normal and support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. ready for a podcast not even will will's not even ready this week oh i'm good i'm ready (laughs) this is the plus two comedy podcast coming to you live from adventureland in the world's strangest mall the Voorhees town center located at 2120 Voorhees town center Voorhees township new jersey i'm your host as always tv's noah hulahan i am joined by the playstation vita to my sony press conference mr (laughs) will liam how you doing will uh there are still about three candied walnuts in the bottom of my salad bowl, and I'll be thinking about them the entire show. That's good. That's <laughs> just good. so you know. I, uh, maybe we'll put them up as part of the prize. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, Will, besides hungry? I'm doing great. Good. Good to hear. Our guest this week is from the Old City Sideshow. Please give it up for Reggie Boubouchet. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> now, Reggie, I don't know what your title is here, because I feel like it would be rude if I said you were a sideshow freak. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would be rude. <laughs> yes, it would be rude. <laughs> um, she's, our, she's leaving. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and that'll do it for the Blustered Comedy Podcast. Thanks, good night. <laughs> uh, the tagline that I have is uh, Philadelphia's queen of sideshow. 
the queen of side And I'm also okay. the 2014 Burlesque Bitch of the Year from Burlesque Bitch Magazine, which uh, <laughs> I was trying to keep it clean, but that is an official I mean, title. Yeah, it's, you, know. you can't not say it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a trophy. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's more surprising, the fact that you won or the fact that magazines are still a thing. That's an online magazine. It was magazine. a whole year ago. <laughs> it's an online <laughs> Yeah, it's online. So what did you do to win such an award? Um, I'm a competitive control freak, and it was opened up to people outside of burlesque. So uh, it was okay, a fan so you, favorite. You don't do burlesque. I do not do burlesque, but I got the opportunity <laughs> to win something, and I went for it. <laughs> this is even more confusing. I've learned less. <laughs> So You're you going to walk away from this dumber, I promise. <laughs> so you forced your way? Well, you won a marathon. How'd you do that? Well, they let it open to people who aren't runners, and I wanted it. <laughs> like, a lot. Did you steal it? Did you steal this award? Um, no, it was a fan favorite, so you had to get a ridiculous amount of votes. Um, you could vote once a day, every day, for 30 days. And I was competing against, I think... Uh, hula hooper and um, one other variety artist and then like 10 burlesque dancers and I think some people were kind of lazy about it because they thought they had a good fan base but in advance like three months in advance I'd already sent out personal Facebook invites to over 3,000 people um, started an event page and started really pushing hard for it started a program oh yeah I had a oh yeah I mean I had friends that owned strip clubs in Philadelphia that were just contacting people and voting every single day under fan pages regular things (laughs) So within like seven days, I had close to a thousand votes, and people thought that they were gonna kind of pick up the speed a little bit later. And then everybody gave up halfway through. I didn't even get to pull out Plan B. I was, you know, I had like I had an arsenal of things to really win. What was what, what was Plan B? Oh, I was gonna not that I was gonna start bribing people, uh-huh. but you know, I have like merch. I have a B for bribe. You know, like well, I mean, like I kind of see like a GoFundMe kind of thing. Go you know, like. Me. Give me something, and I'll give you something back. It's like a fair exchange. I'm confused in why you want this if it's not a thing you do. Uh, I mean, titles are always fun at variety shows. I do a lot of bar shows and variety shows, and people go nuts for titles. I'm also just really competitive. <laughs> so I, I think that like, uh, when, I, I, when I, I got would, the opportunity to win something yeah, really easily... Like 2015 Philly's Best Dancer, exactly. I'd happily get that as long as I don't have to dance. Yeah. yeah. See, that would be the issue to me. Like, I'm a stand-up comedian, but if I somehow won Best Mixed Martial Artist Fighter... Mm-hmm. How would you not want that? Well, yeah, but then I would show up and people are like, let's fight him. Like, <laughs> Hit him with the trophy. <laughs> people are expecting to see uh, a burlesque, and instead... I mean, well, I get a kick amazing. out of people being so- sorely disappointed, also. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm also in sideshow. So like <laughs> Is that what sideshow's a lot about? Sorely I, disappointment. You know, I think it's about like bringing out a really intense response from people. And when I go up on stage, you know, scantily clad, and then nothing comes off, I like the look on their face. And they're like, <laughs> "She's bleeding and not naked." <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Why are you bleeding? I mean, that's only when accidents happen, you know, but I mean, like... This was just one specific yeah. time. I mean, I, I, I walk on glass, and, uh, you know, I, I do, like, uh, bar, bar, barbed wire rodeo events and stuff like that, so... See, those are both answers to why are you bleeding, <laughs> <laughs> not cuz. <laughs> so tell us exactly what you do in these sideshow shows. I'm part of a couple different groups. So I am one half of Philadelphia's Old City Sideshow. We've been doing it for over 10 years. And I'm one third of the Glamazons, which is an all-female variety show. So I'm the host and the sideshow portion of that. We have a tap dancer and a burlesque dancer. Um, And then I also perform solo. But 
myself, I do, um, with Old City Sideshow, we're kind of like a classic 10-in-1 sideshow. So traditionally in the circus, there would be the big top, which is like the fancy people, the people that don't talk to anybody else when you work at fairgrounds, which, you know, (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) I work a bunch of fairs and... They don't really talk to anybody. Okay, gotcha. Um, like that's like your traditional like aerialists, uh, wheel of death people, like big top stuff. Okay, like lion tamers and exactly. Okay. Um, and then usually there's a side tent, which is where you get the name sideshow, okay. um, and that's where you would see the fire eaters, the fire breathers, the bed of nails, the sword swallowers, um, things like that. And those are the acts that I do. And Old City Sideshow does like a classic ten in one, which traditionally would be ten different performers coming in with a inside ballet person and an outside ballet person they would be announcing what's going on and then you have like one person come and do fire and then the next person would come and swallow a sword and that but you know times have changed so now right. it's a uh, much more fiscally responsible to hire one person that does 10 things which is what yes. we do um yeah but back in the day a woman with tattoos was its own thing the tattooed lady <laughs> yeah she's got a beard <laughs> yes next yes that would be a uh, that would be the the, nat- the natural borns versus the uh, self made freaks. Yeah. You could pull out like a sober Irishman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> simpler times. That's a magic show. Yeah, I mean he he was not a real sober Irishman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the show was past noon. That would never happen. <laughs> There's a lot of fake. The sober Irishman is very similar to the sleeping Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> so. Getting back on topic, first off, is there like a battle between the natural borns and the self-made? I believe that was the term used. Well, there's yeah, like well, I totally <laughs> missed that. That's yeah, there's like uh, there's three different categories typically in a sideshow, and it's working acts, and those are people that have learned a skill. Usually, okay. you would start off doing something like the geek act, um, and then work your way up. Off a chicken? Yeah, doing stuff like that, and then usually you would apprentice under somebody to learn different skills. Um, so I'm a working act in Sideshow. Okay. And then there's natural borns, which are people like, you know, like a lobster boy or the bearded lady, people that are actually born different. Okay. And those are at the top of the Sideshow hierarchy. They usually get more money, and they're always, like, traditionally treated like Sideshow royalty. Like, those are the people that got the most money, like the Hilton sisters, you know, Siamese twins, things like that. Nice. D- different nice. Hiltons. Damn. No, no. Stand by it. And then, um, then there's self-mades, and that would be, like, people like Lizard Man, if you've ever seen him. Or people that are yes. like heavily bodily, like it, modified. Enigma is his ah, the Enigma, is yes. Yep. The See, Enigma. I used to watch a lot of uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not because mm-hmm. uh, I love Dean Kane. And uh, <laughs> the thing that always amazed me is it's like, we're about to watch a guy do something amazing. Don't try this at home. Like, well, then how did this guy eventually do this? Eventually, you have to just try it at home. It's not like, well, I found out I could put nails in my nose when I fell into that construction pit. No. One day you had to jam a nail in your nose. So how did you get started in the sideshow and business? Um, I did it, and so did my partner, did it um, the old school way, which is the apprentice system. Um, There's a lot of... um, it's weird. As sideshows exploding, you find a lot more people that are either learning on YouTube or following the burner method, which is frowned upon usually in traditional the burner sun- method. Burner method, which is um, like Burning Man. Everybody, you know, like they believe in kind of just, hey man, I just learned how to do this, and I'm going to teach like 500 people how to do it for free, and then like we're just going to like hang out You're and do it the all. Free flow of information. The free flow of information is the not just 
killing our industry, but it's kind of really, dangerous. It's, it's hurting yeah. your war against the natural born. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm pretty sure, like, you know, hey, five minutes ago, this guy showed me how to spit fire. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some fireball. I'm trying to fuel this this underground secret war I've developed in my head. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I like the idea because uh, you said that the the sideshow people that are born that way are like royalty. And that is really a good analogy to royalty. They're born into it. Mm -hmm. And no matter how hard you work, they'll always be better than you. So there, there's a lot of people that are just trying it and screwing it up. Basically. Figuring it out on their own. <laughs> yes. Which is, I mean, it's kind of dangerous. The apprentice system is two things. It controls the flow of information, but at the same time, like my apprentice, I can contact him at any time and say, I'm trying to figure this out or I have a problem with this. You know, and I studied under him years and years ago, you know, so he can get that 2 a.m. text and be like, damn it, why did I teach her anything i'm bleeding and not (laughs) naked and people are disappointed yeah or like you know i get that email like where are you going with these photo shoots what is what is your agenda here (laughs) so it's kind of good it's like it's like having somebody that has your back for a really long time and it also gives you some cred with the people that have been doing it for 50 years or like sideshow historians because they understand that you're following the correct path okay that makes sense that makes sense so what takes the longest to learn or at least for you Oh, um, currently I'm working on uh, Western Arts Act. Okay. So I've been studying, well, I had a class yesterday with Chris McDaniel, who's an excellent trick roper and Western artist. I haven't started my trick roping, but I imagine that's incredibly hard. It's oh, a yeah. lot. Like lasso play? <laughs> yeah, lasso knife, play. Knife yeah. throwing? Knife throwing, I cannot get down to save my life. I, it's I, good that you know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've <laughs> I've tried. That would <laughs> actually <laughs> save your life. Yeah, honest than an overconfident knife <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I got this. <laughs> it's fine. Hold this scarf up. <laughs> We're going to use a pineapple on your head. It's a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, Probably, like, there's some skills that are a little bit harder to pick up that you're, like, really geared towards or not geared towards. Okay. Um, some of them are just, you know, flat-out pain acts, and some of them are just, like, figuring it out, and a lot of it's physics. Okay. A lot of, a lot of science involved. How many yeah. rings need to be in your back to hang you from the ceiling? Yes. <laughs> and then they're going to tell how many children I had by that later when they find my corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't weird. That's a thing. That's suspension. Yours was weird. Oh, yeah. She made a tree joke. It was yeah, great. It was. It was about trees. No, it was weird. <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. I'm gonna, Have you ever done the suspension thing? Yeah, I actually uh, suspended for Jane's addiction in uh, North Jersey last month when they were here. <laughs> yes, like Jane's on stage, or where they were like. Green yeah. room, all blue M&M's, and I want a chick hanging <laughs> from the ceiling by piercings in her back. Yeah, that's totally Dave Bleeding, Navarro. <laughs> not, not all the way naked. <laughs> no, they, um, this tour, they have two suspension uh, women on either side of the stage for their last, like, for their finale. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you kind of like get pierced during the show. <laughs> and then uh, you kind of hang out until it's time for you to go on. And then Perry starts going, here we go. And then they pull you right up and you kind of dance and suspend for the entire song. <laughs> but is that what happens when you get caught stealing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, so, because suspension's always been something that I've found really interesting. And as someone who is terrified of needles... Well, you don't see them if they're going in your back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I've, I've always super wanted to do it. What is that experience like? 
Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely, I've done it um, for small crowds, and then I've done it for like, you know, the Starland Ballroom. So I think it's definitely something surreal when you're in front of thousands of people. And it's, I, I feel like it's rare that there are people that hate their job of being suspended and you yeah. go back to it every week. <laughs> oh, there comes the hook again. Oh, this is terrible. It's definitely cathartic. So you said you do a lot of pain acts? Yes. So do you mean, like, what would be the best way to describe that? Is it managing pain or, like, is it very painful and you just are um, able to handle it? I think it's pain management, but also some of it is, like, the adrenaline you get going on stage as a performer. Okay. It makes it a lot more manageable. You know, like there's a lot of times where you get off stage and you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? Oh, you so should you try stand up yeah, comedy. <laughs> Imagine all of that physical pain, but inside your brain. Yes. For five minutes it's gone, then you walk off stage like, oh, my life is awful. Yeah. Oh. Just screaming at you while you try to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we def- we definitely need to do some kind of survey about who hates themselves more, sideshow performers or comedians. We, I, we will take you on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's true. So, like, what's the most painful thing you do? Gosh, I mean, sometimes that depends on the volunteer. Uh. Go on. <laughs> maybe. Go on cautiously. <laughs> so, um... I do have a I have a special act that I do that's a modern take on a bed of nails act. Okay. So I roll out like a ladder of barbed wire. So it looks kind of like one of those emergency ladders that hang out of your bedroom window that probably like, you know, some grandmas have, but nobody really has anymore. Gotcha. Um, has dowels at the end. So I roll out a ladder of the barbed wire. I lay on it. I unroll another layer of barbed wire on top of me. So I'm kind of sandwiched in between it. And then I put a saddle on top of me, and I have an audience member come up and straddle me and ride me to the song Rhinestone Cowboy while I make him wear a rhinestone cowboy hat. And then at the end of the song, he has to shoot the gun up in the air and like finish with confetti all over us. There's a lot of innuendo happening there. Um, There's but one depending on a this podcast, <laughs> so turned on. Right now. <laughs> This is exactly my thing. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's that's like a good example of a, a pain act, but then it also varies. You know, when you pick like a 300-pound dude that apparently doesn't like women, you're like, wow, I made a mistake. That's the worst <laughs> thing for you to pick. Yeah, but then sometimes you get some like really sweet, hot girl who's like 90 pounds yeah, and wearing a skirt, picking, and you're like, Why wow. are you pointing to the 300-pound guy with this shirt that says, I hate women? <laughs> like, I bet that's ironic. Those guys don't wear shirts. Shirt. <laughs> oh. So... Uh, I have so many questions. It's so okay. How'd you come up with the idea to do that? First off, um, well, actually, my mentor had created the bed of barbed wire, and okay. so he gave me permission to use that act. And that's kind of like the way that it works. Like if you find out somebody has like created an act or created a, a version of an act, and you want to use it, the professional thing to do would be to like, hey, I want to do this, and I want to take a my own turn yeah. doing this. Uh, I want to add I wanted, a saddle. Yeah, so I wanted to make it my own, so I created the double layer. Actually, okay. it was traditionally, I had one, and my, uh, my brother Dan had one. Um, and he just did, he stopped doing the act. We used to do like a barbed wire bunk Dude, bed, like a brother and sister thing, where he used to lay on one level, and then there would be the barbed wire on top of him, and then I would lay on top of that. And then we would put a cinder block on top of me, and somebody would break it with a sledgehammer. Um, but Dan stopped wanting to really do that. So. <laughs> oh, Dan. Yeah. So I came up with a new uh, version of it. Okay. Yeah, he, he was our, he's the MC for Old City Side Show, so it's also kind of hard to talk a show while you're sandwiched between barbed wire with your sister laying on top of you and people so, smashing things. So, 
Now, I'm trying to, like, imagine this. So, is, <laughs> is Why your, are you having such a... Pro- you watch professional... Re- this all sounds like... I know, I know, I know. But finisher like, moves. Is your face <laughs> also covered in barbed wire, or is it just to the neck? Uh, it's just to the neck. Okay. So, it usually goes, like, from the neck down to my knees, um, and the back of it just goes to the top of my shoulders. That's where the dowels end there. Wow, that is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> This is why Ripley's needs to still be on, because yeah. I haven't heard about this one. <laughs> I need to see stuff like this. And Dean Cain needs work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not Poor Dean Cain. So wh- where can we see you do things like this? Oh, I'm actually doing a fundraiser for a Women's Medical Fund on July 23rd at Ruba Club in Philadelphia. Excellent. So that's going to be cool. I'm hosting that and performing. So to be a boylesker, uh, several burleskers, and myself hosting and doing Sideshow. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Now, is there an act that you've always wanted to do that you haven't been able to figure out? Or is there like a Uh, brass ring that you've always wanted to hang yourself from? (laughs) 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 Um, I really wish that I had both the patience and attention span for sword swallowing. Um, I was never a natural. I've been able to get down like a coat hanger which is kind of like an introductory thing, but it's way different than getting down an actual sword. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been able to get down even like a short dagger. So I, it's kind I of disappointing. I briefly apprenticed to a magician during my Batman training. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only part I, I didn't even finish that. So I got card tricks down. Nice. And he, I don't know, he wasn't like apprenticing, but he was uh, spending a lot of time with this chick who was also a sideshow performer. She did a lot of suspension stuff. She actually, she had the rings like pierced into her. Ooh. Most of the time, I think. But uh, he was—he wanted to incorporate sword swallowing into his act, so he was hanging out with her. So I got to learn a lot about sword swallowing, and that I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Some what people if you just sneeze? some people what just drop sneeze? it right down. Yeah, like we had a sword swallower in Old City Sideshow before, and like you know, they had studied with a uh, Red Stewart, who's a little bit older, and he's a well-known sideshow performer. And I mean. Our old sword swallower literally was just like, all right, give this a shot. Nurink, straight down. And it was like, what? You know, meanwhile, I'm like, you know. Give me a weapon yeah. and I'll swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him do a mace once. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that upset me. I picture it. <laughs> well, I have a new act. <laughs> Thank you. Swallow this mace. Oh. This 300 pound guy that hates women punches me in the stomach. <laughs> Stop picking him. He's at every show. <laughs> he always looks so nice in the beginning. <laughs> so uh, we like to geek out on this show, which is the incorrect word, as I just learned. And we will not be eating the heads off of any chickens in no. this next segment. Just goldfish. What am I going to put my candy walnuts on? <laughs> we like to nerd out on this show. Uh, and we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Play. It's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Reggie, you're new to the group. What have you been yeah. watching? Um, trying to finish Orange is the New Black, uh, Game of Thrones, and Turn. Turn? Yeah. The, the revolutionary yeah, war. I, yeah, I watched some of that. Washington yeah. Spies. I, it started out really cool for me, and then it, uh, I didn't love it. I didn't even finish it, which I think it's just the one season America on wins. Netflix. Really? It's getting yeah, crazy. <laughs> it's getting nuts. Well, that night, I couldn't help. I, uh, uh, Roger... He's the guy, the Scottish guy in charge of the... Oh, Rangers. yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's, that dude's I intense. love him. I don't want to spoil anything. I, I looked up what happened to him in real life, and I didn't like it, and then the show's going to do that. No. Yeah. He doesn't die, if that helps. Does he lose a limb? No, he doesn't. He's fine. Wooden teeth? 
I'm not. I don't want to ruin <laughs> anything. He becomes the president. They have. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, not see that coming. He becomes yeah. the Queen of England, and <laughs> oh, explains royalty. a lot. But I, I started out great, and then it lost me. It got a little too dramatic. Sometimes, like the the, yeah. the gravestone thing was so dumb. I don't know if you got. How far are you? I'm, I'm current. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like I'm like I don't have cable. Yeah, when the so. guy from Pacific Rim's like, we need your gravestones to. Uh, break and put in a pile yeah why oh uh, i'm english because they're I'm british super and evil <laughs> i'm super See, like, evil duh <laughs> so what was your thoughts on uh, game of thrones i i actually like walked away thinking that yep. the show no longer has a protagonist and i'm not sure that i'm interested in watching it anymore All right i came to that exact realization when ned stark died so <laughs> what i've been out forever jeez spoilers <laughs> noah Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A lot of people die on yeah, Game Sean of Thrones. Yeah, Sean Bean has yet to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a great twist. <laughs> if, if Ned Stark came back. It's like, yeah, it turns out I'm fine. Yeah. I it's got better. Like There's a fu- magic and stuff, guys. Come on. It's like a Futurama take on Game of Thrones. I, you just have like a new Ned Stark head hanging out with people. <laughs> in the oh I, I have been... Game of Thrones has been losing me this season, and then... The, la- the second to last episode, I, I haven't watched the last one, put such a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. That, but I do know that uh, that that particular character that you are talking about is probably going to be coming back because. Uh, really? No, what? <laughs> See, like, what? I heard, like, somebody had said that to me. You didn't know. Okay. Okay. We're going to time out. Does anyone need Game of Thrones spoilers right now? Or are we all up to date? We all cool? Yeah. All right, cool. Because right. this is also going to book's co- been out for like yeah. 15 years. It's going to come <laughs> out like, th- th- well, by the time this drops on the internet, everyone should still be cool by yeah, then. It'll so. be fine. But, but yeah. Jon Snow gets killed. Wait, and, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't know, the, the, the Red Lady, you know her? See, yeah. Who belongs to a religion that can resurrect people? Yeah. Apparently shows up, right? Like, hey, I, just in case anyone needs me. I'm now in this scene. <laughs> so if anything happens where you might need me, I'm around. Say Just a remember, were to pass yeah, away. like yeah, I'm right here. And then John says, "Like that's really confusing." Oh no, a knife! <laughs> so, uh, I know you haven't seen his death, uh, but you know that scene from Airplane <laughs> oh, where no. <laughs> they're slapping the hysterical woman, and then someone else comes, go, no, no, let me do this, and then they slap him. That's what happens to Jon Snow. Yeah. Just let me get him. Oh, no. Let me, me stab him some more. <laughs> well, now I have to watch it. <laughs> I do think, like, his acting was a little bit dramatic. He was dying. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, like, <laughs> but he had, like, that He's whole, really like... really selling that night. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, he like... He was real bummed out about it. <laughs> but I feel like I'd seen that, like, puppy face that he was making during his stabbing that, like, I think I'd seen it for seasons now, and I was kind of like, eh, he should have gone with a different look. Did you get that feeling? Like, where I was just like, this is the same face that you made when, like, the wildling chick you were banging died. Like, this is the same face, like, that you're making Someone all the time. Knife in me. Yeah, like, I don't like this game. It was just... <laughs> I don't know. It worked me the wrong way. Yeah, I guess he could just come back. Did, would he have to go back to the wall if he came back? That's, that is an is interesting... Is that the loophole? People have been that talking just about ruined the book? You pro- what, what's interesting is now that you've said that, George R. R. Martin will hear it, and now he's like, we have to change it now. <laughs> so apparently that's been happening since the first book. I, I've delayed the, the next book by another three months. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> 
And Orange is the New Black is the other one that you're watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to dive into that, but I no one can tell me if it's a comedy or not. Yeah, well, well, it was described to me that it's Arrested Development if every once in a while a prison guard sexually assaults a character on Arrested <laughs> Development. <laughs> like, you're laughing, you're laughing, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> ah, we're laughing again. <laughs> Season three, like, just came out, right? Yes, yes. I have two episodes left because I've been trying to, like... Get through, through it, through. yeah. I'm trying. Through. Netflix <laughs> yeah. is ruining television. Mm-hmm. We, we just ruining it. We're making it way better. Yeah. yeah, some of us don't have cable, so they're or not ruining anything for us. Out with great TV shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know what the word "ruin" means. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting dumber. Like yeah. I said, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> How you doing? Well, what have you been watching? Uh, I had an answer for this, and now I totally. Oh wait, it was Jurassic Park. Oh, you went on Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park. Oh no. No, yeah. Has you good? haven't seen it yet? It's great. Oh, it Jurassic is, World is so good. It is the best Jurassic Park fan fiction that you will ever get your hands on. I Don't they come up with a new dinosaur or something? Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't use your entire budget by the end of the year, they take <laughs> it away. So like, that, my favorite line was the, uh, which people were over-speculating, the Asian doctor's like, none of these dinosaurs, we have genetically, all- you can't make stuff out of mosquitoes. We realize we're just making monsters, right? Yeah. And that's their answer to all the angry, like, that's not what a Dilophosaurus looks yeah. like. And they're like, yeah, we know. We're just- Raptors had feathers and were the size of chickens. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just making crap up. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, they make a new dinosaur because dinosaurs have gotten boring over 10 years or however long Jurassic Park's been o- Jurassic World yes. has been open. And see, the reason I loved it, that's also what I was watching, was I went and I saw Jurassic World. It was great. Uh, it also destroyed like all these box office records, which made me happy. Yeah. Uh, is it's a fun movie. Ever since I saw the first one, I was like, if this park existed, would I want to go? Because there's dinosaurs, and dinosaurs are cool. So had you seen, like, in your mind, when you're thinking about, would you want to go if that opened well, in real in life, world, if you had the, seen the movies? The first or movie not? had happened. The mm-hmm. first movie had happened, the other two had not. So already okay. a, a huge accident has happened in the park. Now people are going, it has, it's got like a 10-year track. I don't know what the time Yeah, What they, they actually say is the event the, of the first movie happened 20 years 20 ago. 20 years. They seem to have tried to have buried what happened mm-hmm. as much as possible. <laughs> and the park has been open for 10 years with no one being eaten. There's uh, that's a good no run. That's a good run. That needs to have a sign years. up at the entrance. So, like, 10 years, good track run. But a lot of places don't need a no one's been eaten in so long <laughs> sign. But don't you feel like that? that's probably a better record than Safari at Six Flags? That's like, no, I don't think that's true. Really? Someone just those got eaten. In so, uh, eaten? Well, I mean, like, at least or bitten. Or like a baboon pooped on Yeah, those monkeys no, are nuts. Like, straight out of Jurassic Park, a lion learned how to open a car door and ate a dude. Cats then are so that, cool. That person's an idiot and deserves to get <laughs> Oh, the lion's coming up. Better leave these doors unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Or drive away in my vehicle. (laughs) Oh, no! Help! (laughs) I'd always wondered. I was like, would I want to go to Jurassic Park? I mean, a decade with no issues? Yeah, sure, that sounds good. And then there's a scene where they're, like, kayaking next to a stegosaurus. And I was like, oh. There's no way that would happen. I would never stop screaming if I was in Jurassic (laughs) Because even in Six Flags, the elephants at least have that little tripwire that keeps them from coming after your car. I mean, it's possible that I think they said something about, like, implants and being dissuaded from eating people. (laughs) 
But if I was that close, <laughs> never stop screaming. It, I, would ha- I would come back with PTSD. I would be ruined as a person if I went to Jurassic Park and nothing happened. Let alone that there was an incident. In the defense of the park, the biggest problem... It's in the trailer. The biggest problem to most of the uh, the patrons was the, the pterosaurs, like the pterodactyls and stuff. Yes. Do not scare me. I did not like that part. I thought it was silly because they're just birds, and birds don't scare me. <laughs> they got hollow bones. You just, you're, like, grabbing them and just kind of snapping their necks. You're like, get out of here, you dumb bird. All right. I don't know. I, uh, when I was a kid, I went to a park, and a goose attacked me, and I kicked it really hard, <gasps> and geese have never. No, they're jerks. <laughs> I love geese. Yeah, have you ever like gone to like a park with like not Canadian geese? They're fine. They're Canadian. They're cool. They're yeah. Very polite. They're very polite. Well, they're very like healthy. Jerk American geese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just like attack kids. Uh, there's a lot of kids that have. Well, what are those uh, kids doing? Walking I wasn't around doing geese? anything. I was fishing. I don't know. Goose started crab with me, and then I was like, oh, I'm way bigger than you, and I kicked him. And birds have never given me crab since. <laughs> there's that guy. He's kicks yeah. you. <laughs> but at least we he know. Kicks <laughs> birds. Twenty years ago. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some karmic ending. Well, this is a slight spoiler, but I need to ask you this. Yeah, dump the, it on. There was a one uh, dinosaur with wings, and it looked like it had a T Rex head. Yeah, those are real. Those are real. They're it, smaller, but Asian guy said that that's he excused okay. it all. I thought it was surprise. We also made dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Would you? No, they eat Is like bugs. Apparently, hey. they're much smaller, but they have okay. like how small it did look uh, like. In the podcast, like, like, like a, a basketball size, really, like you, a loaf of bread. Yeah, like a, a loaf of bread. See, I could kind of deal. That's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, but they made it huge in the movie. No. Yeah, see now the fools, terrifying. the fools. <laughs> they played God. No, I, I would, I would <laughs> gladly talk about Jurassic did, Park this entire podcast. Did, and, and why not? So let's yeah. Did you think at the end? I don't, I don't want to spoil. We've already spoiling stuff. Um, a certain dinosaur and another certain dinosaur <laughs> became friends towards the end, yes. and I wanted them to shake hands. Yes, because yes. at that point it was so silly. Yes, yes. A dinosaur rides another dinosaur at one point in this film. Shut up. And it's fantastic. The only way this movie would have been better is if after the credits there was just one shot of Jeff Goldblum going, "See." And that's it. No, no, it should have been the raptor is inside the helicopter with a pilot's helmet on. The T-Rex oh. gets in, and he's like, was there no one else to pilot? And the raptor's like, we don't need anyone else to pilot. <laughs> if you saw the movie, that's a great line. And then they fly off into the mainland. And then the sequel's a buddy cop movie. Uh, <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you... Uh, if you're going to Dexcon, uh, we will probably perform this entire movie on stage at Dexcon. <laughs> so there's something to look forward to. Uh, in the meantime, Reggie, what you been reading? Ooh, um, I started reading a book called The Panic Virus. The Panic Virus. It's about like anti-vaxxers and the science behind Ooh. vaccinations and the oh, history okay. with that. And it's cool. Like they consulted a whole bunch of the anti-vaxxers. Like the guy started the book trying to be like incredibly objective because he was going to have a baby <laughs> and all these people no were like, way. don't do this. And then like, you know, by the end of the book, he's just like, I haven't gotten anywhere near the end of the book, but he's just like, oh my gosh, these the people so need to be science. like locked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to look at this from both sides. Oh, they're so wrong. Yes. <laughs> no. On one side, there's science. On they the have other conventions. Side, there's lattes. 
They have conventions, like actual conventions, an annual convention of these anti-vaxxers where they have like experts come and speak. Oh, and then I like to... he actually got a um, he got some kind of pass to come in there and observe it for the an book. Because they clearly they're not educated in anything. <laughs> so why couldn't I just show them like don't vax your kids? Like some of them are just wackos with like doctorates, and some of them are actually like medical doctors that have lost their license because of the shenanigans. And like he... wacko still applied. Yeah, it's like change. and then they like throw people out. Like they apparently do a little bit of if you're well known, like this guy was, like they'll like research your background just to see we if you're going to present them in a good light. Knows nothing coming in here. <laughs> exactly. With your facts and your reasons. Yep. I love I love the idea of a of a giant room full of people who aren't vaccinated and then just running <laughs> in and going <coughs> Later. <laughs> this problem will solve itself. I just imagine they all smell bad, too. Just, like, I mean, that's just my imagination of what that convention yeah, smells well, like. I mean, you, at least one book that's, that's a convention. Just Anti-soap. And, yeah, most conventions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're someone that puts metal hooks and, and glass in your body, so. Yeah, well. Do you, I guess uh, we all do you have sterilize our... those things? Oh, well, I mean, you can't really sterilize the glass. But, yeah. I mean, the hooks are, if like. alcohol bottles, you can. Yeah, the, it comes pre. You just shatter a vodka bottle. It's, like <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> sterile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the hooks are the hooks are autoclave before I use them every single time. Because I'm a lousy sweeper. I've done this act a couple of times. If I don't wear <laughs> shoes in my kitchen. Yeah. Less impressive. It's not fun. <laughs> There's that guy that hates women outside. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on it. <laughs> what are you, Will? What are you reading? I, I started uh, Stephen King's The Stand because we talked oh, about yeah, it a couple shows ago. That book's heavy. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Stephen mm. King decided that there, he, when he first wrote the book, which is already huge, he had to edit out 400 pages. Yep. And recently he's like, well, I'm famous enough that I can just put these back in and no one will give me crap about it. So he added a whole other big book to a giant book. Mm-hmm. I have the audio book. Uh, Neil Simon or Neil Gaiman's American Gods is Neil Simon. That'd Neil be Simon's awesome. American Gods yes. <laughs> is twelve hours long. Stephen King's The Stand is a forty-eight hour audiobook. <laughs> Oh my so God. I will be on this for a while. <laughs> yeah, prepare yourself for updates. So he, he he added the 400 pages after it was released the first time, and then re-released it years yeah, the, ago. Yeah, there's that like was, a director's cut to the stand. It, the, the, one of his early books, I think. Yeah, one of the, the story of the stand is uh, he showed up with the stand, and his publisher was like, "This is too many trees to make. <laughs> we, we're dropping you." And then Simon and Schuster was like, "Stephen King." We will do whatever you want. We like money more than trees. Mm-hmm. And that's how he switched <laughs> publishers. It's, it's thousands of pages. Yeah. Huh. But it, I, I haven't, I'm like, I don't know, four hours into the audiobook. I don't know what pages that is when it transfers to. But uh, it's great because the, the reason I got it is because it's a, a wasteland, post-apocalyptic like, story. Towards the end, apparently, but right now everybody's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, the government makes a super flu, just like how they make dinosaurs, like, for fun. Like uh. <laughs> all that extra, we got funding. regular flu. Let's make it a super flu. Yeah. Attendance oh. is down at Flu World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you go to Disease World? <laughs> that anti-vaxxer convention's getting too ah, big. That's what it was. <laughs> so the anti-vaxxers make a super virus, and it gets out. But so it's my favorite because. Uh, Usually you'll either get a post-apocalyptic thing where the apocalypse has happened, and that's fine, or yeah. you get the lead-up to it. 
yes. which is also fine. Pretty apocalyptic. But sometimes I want like the, like I want Outbreak as the movie, which is a great movie. Then I want the sequel where the zombies come from all those dead corpses. Oh, okay. And this is that. Like so far, it's nothing but like the character. I assume that unless they all die, the characters like life before the apocalypse. That's Just cool. to see where they're coming. It's interesting. I really like it. So far. Awesome. So I expect many updates yeah. on this. <laughs> Keep going. For the next year. <laughs> 14. Uh, I'm going to blow through mine really quickly because uh, I bought a Aquaman single issue because it was the Free Willy cover. It was just Aquaman <laughs> and Free Willy. So I was like, oh, I have to buy this. I love Aquaman. Uh, I love Aquaman. Free Willy. Yeah, and I love Free Willy. And uh, I love Aquaman, but I don't really read a lot of Aquaman. So I was like, all right, let's see what's going on in Aquaman. Read the whole thing. I have no idea what happened. Um, (laughs) There was a monster. He's got a weird relationship with his mom. (laughs) Things were okay at the end. That's really all I can tell you about this book. Aquaman was in it. It Sounds nice. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Free Willy, or Willy from Free Willy, not in it. So it was a book of lies. (laughs) Did a killer whale show up? No. I was very upset. Why don't they have an issue where he saves killer whales from SeaWorld? That seems top. That would be cool. Yeah. Be really cool. Comics, DC. Yeah, get That's on it. That's for free. You can have that. There you go. Another free idea from the Plus Two Comedy <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so, Reggie, I want to throw it back to you. What you playing? Board games, video games, gambling. Mind games. Mind games? No, I mean, <laughs> Some sort of five-finger fillet. You do a little of the... Yeah. Um, no, I actually haven't been uh, kind of like obsessed with whipping now. So that's about... Like a game? No, just like real whips just like and a bull whips, yeah. Activities, you know. Now, when you... <sighs> Two things come to mind when yeah. you say that. Your, your traditional kind of sexual whipping, or I imagine you just walking around like a mall with like a bull, like an Indiana Jones bull whip, just knocking shit out of people's hands. I that would be awesome. <laughs> what? I mean, there is the I'll whole... wait till Christmas season. <laughs> do you Why mean... do you wait till kids get, like, the rare gift, and then you're like... Well, I think just target practice is going to be so much easier when the mall's packed. Well, that's no fun. It's not a challenge. For me, it is. All right. <laughs> I mean, like, Good I could knock out, around. like, 30 presents in five seconds. Now, do you mean, like, accuracy whipping, where you're yeah. whipping the, the cigars out of people's mouths and such? Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of awesome. How, how's that well, you're going? Not the, you're the one with the whip. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. seem awesome <laughs> to you. Yeah, um, like yesterday I managed to master the over-the-head circle and then stop crack. So okay. it's kind of like circling the whip over your head. Mm-hmm. That my targeting is not good on that. That's going to be more of an attention thing. You know, like when you walk on stage and you're like, look at what I can do, and it makes a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> the accuracy thing I'm working on, I'm working on, um, I'm doing it, in July on tour when I'm on the West Coast. I haven't told the rest of my team that they're going to be holding roses because... That's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to wait. Yeah, surprise them. Yeah. All right, give me a rose. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you. Uh. They're getting more and more hesitant working with me. <laughs> <laughs> I made one out of barbed wire. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm guessing it's harder to do that act because less and less people have cigarettes. And people, people don't want their vape knocked out of their mouth. I know. This is like $100. No! Please just hit me in the face. <laughs> done and done. So just whips? Anything else you're playing with trying to, to master? No, I mean, I don't have a game system, and I haven't played board. Oh, you know what I did play the other day? That was awesome. Pour in the game. Go on. <laughs> so, Cautiously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, 
this chick, actually, um, this chick from Ink Master, um, Ooh, Emily. Which one? I'm a big Ink Master person. <laughs> Emily Elgato. Who? I'm sorry? Emily Elgato. She's from uh, Tampa. She was like Aaron Iz's rival. Um, Emily, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so we were hanging out drinking um, on some roof deck in Fishtown last okay. week. And uh, apparently, like, she knows somebody who works for one of those companies that decides whether or not a game is going to get made. Okay. So... Towards the end of the night, when we're all pretty loaded, she goes back into this room and she like pulls out this card they pack. They kept Final Fantasy VII under <laughs> for ten years. Sorry. <laughs> so she comes back with this uh, card game called Pour in the Game, mm-hmm. and it's new. Um, they don't even have a lot of followers on Instagram, so they were like retweeting like all of my stuff when I was like, "This game's awesome." Um, but you start off with like four. It's it's an interactive drinking game, and every card okay. has a really dirty name to it. Um, where you have to like act stuff out. So, for instance, I got a card that I had to play. It was called Donkey Show, which okay. is probably like, I, I picked that because it was like yeah, one of the nicer things the that nicer I could one. say on here. <laughs> and so I had to pretend that I was without the character from Trek. <laughs> um, well, I had to I had to, pre- I had to pretend like I was the star of the Donkey Show so the and donkey. act it out. And so somebody had to guess what was going on while okay. I was standing on a roof deck making noises and mm-hmm. acting it out. You can yes. make noises. Talking about parfaits. You can make noises, but you can't talk. And you have to like physically act out what's happening. <laughs> so it's, it's all stuff like that. It's really fun. Yeah. Oh, all right. That sounds awesome, actually. I might have to <laughs> find a copy of this. Or get them on the show, and they, and they cannot talk about it. On yeah. the show. <laughs> How about you, Will? What have you been playing? Uh, nothing but Fallout. Nothing, just to prepare yourself? For, for, you? for the next... How, whenever November is, because uh, yeah, we didn't talk about E three. No, uh, but you were right about some stuff. I was right about a very little things. The one, the big one, which now that it's the Final Fantasy is happening, uh, yeah, I'm not as excited as maybe I would have been eight years ago. Yeah, that's true. It did take too long. I'm but worried it's gonna Duke Nukem and just yeah, me too, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but you are getting Fallout. With the, the for, special yeah, the, edition I, with the Pip Boy that you can wear on your arm. Mm-hmm. I already purchased. I can put my phone in, and then it interacts with the game. Yeah, oh. I I, uh, I was so excited for E3 that uh, I went out and I bought a PlayStation Four uh, because I really wanted to play Arkham Knight. And this was such a great adult moment for me because <laughs> uh, I walked in and I was like, "Hey, I hear you got this Batman special edition PlayStation Four." And they're like, yeah, we have that. Uh, it's uh, $500, and it comes with the game and stuff like that. We also have the black one. I was like, oh, what's the black one? It's like, oh, it's, it's just a PlayStation that comes with the Batman game. Oh. How much is that one? <laughs> that one's three ninety nine. dollars would be an adult. <laughs> no, you made a mistake. And not spend $100 on a picture of Batman. <laughs> Incorrect. And let me just get the black one. They're like, well, that also makes a Batman noise. All right, I'll take the Batman one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it turns out we're sold out of that one. I'll go with the black one. I'm an adult. I'm responsible. <laughs> I'm only spending $400 on a toy. <laughs> Excellent. Go me. <laughs> so when you open the, like, the CD drive, is it like, na 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 bow Now I'm full of regret. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so real quick, I do want to blow through mine. Uh, I've been playing nothing but Portal Pinball because it's a Portal game and I'm required to play it. Uh, it's part of Zen Pinball, and that is a lie because I've never been more frustrated in my life <laughs> than playing this game. 
Uh, they tried to make it like Portal in that there's six test chambers that you can do on the, the, the machine, and then you fight Gladys at the end. Uh, just to put this into sper- perspective for you, there are six chambers to complete. Uh, maximum that I've completed in one game is two. I'm ranked 64th in the world at this game. <laughs> it's impossible. Going to keep playing it. Got to be. <laughs> so that's going to do it for what you watch and what you read and what you play. We end all of our shows with a game. This week we are putting up The Geek Guide to Dating. Uh, it is an Eric Smith book. He uh, works for Geek Adelphia. And uh, if you're a geek and you want to date, this will tell you how to you know, pick up women with a chicken head in your mouth. I assume. Reggie, what did you bling? <laughs> Ooh. What did you bling? I, I, what did, yeah, what did you I bling? blinged out a lot of stuff. Ooh, what you bling? Ooh. What if you so, bedazzled your whip? That would be <laughs> awesome. Right? I, do have a, I do have a friend who has a bedazzled staple gun. Ooh. Yeah. Do they staple themselves as part of a show? Well, yeah. I mean, like, the human tip jars when, like, you know, instead of just asking for money or begging, which is frowned upon, they staple, you know, they staple the money to you guys. What if I give them a Sacagawea dollar? Will they weld it to themselves? <laughs> Yikes, I don't know. Two sack of joy <laughs> <laughs> Um, I brought a postcard that I use for promo of Ooh. me in my uh, my angle grinder outfit. I, my friend's a blacksmith, and she made that for I, me. She's really I have awesome. I've seen this show. Not yours, but <laughs> the, the self-grinding metal. Yeah. Wow. Underwear. Cool. Um, a, from here, I don't know if you got. It looked like Sweetums from the Muppets. <laughs> like that's his eye, and that's his big Sweetum nose. Oh, now we have to win. It's I'm never going to look at this the same kind of now. <laughs> right? It looks uh, like yes. Sweetums. Yes, the internet can't see it. Stop showing it to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Work machine. And a Glamazon koozie. Oh, Ooh, cozy. And I also brought a nostalgic piece. So um, when you said prize, I was trying to think of something that was like unique and kind of okay. like, you know, sentimental and exciting. So I brought my very first pair of razor blades for my Ooh. razor blade eating act. So it's an OSHA violation and a prize. <laughs> so, so I thought that I'd make it really exciting. Um, so hold it from the flat sides, guys. Yeah. So these are you actual win. razor blades that you've actually swallowed. Yes. And that you committed a crime with. Well, maybe that's why I'm giving them away. (laughs) So I never gave them to you if you get caught for whatever happened with them. I don't know. I mean, your DNA's on those, so when I clone a... (laughs) Yeah, you could just eBay it, and a lot of the weirdos that message me online are going to buy a bunch of creeps. Would we clone you with a bunch of, like, filler DNA from other animals? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can I at least have, like, a T-Rex face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can have them. Okay. We'll change colors. You can hide your heat signature. I want to be little. (laughs) <laughs> what we DNA gave it the rocket launcher hands? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. We <laughs> this dinosaur with a T-Rex yeah. and something classified. Is it Reggie Boo Boucher? <laughs> yeah, you yes. caught us. Yeah, she's also tank from the waist down. So, <laughs> so uh, with, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member, but they need to bring a prize for us to win. Ooh. Since we put up these fantastic prizes. What did you guys bring this week? Uh, mm. That is a blind box of, is that Doctor S- Who? Sci-fi stuff. Oh, That's sci-fi actually a really cool box. one. There's some sort of sci-fi creature in that. And over there we have, is that a Fallout book? Yes. The Fallout 3 art book. Anything else? Anything else? And a loaf of bread. Reggie, it is up to you as our guest. Would you like to play for the blind box, for the art book, or the loaf of bread? 
Man, I need to stay away from carbs. That Ooh. loaf of bread is the size of a dinosaur. <laughs> I was thinking that. No. <laughs> the box. Mystery box, come on up here. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Applaud. There you go. Get him. Thanks for coming up here. Please introduce yourself. Hey, it's Ian again. Ian, our champion. Well, thank you for coming back up here. Good to be here. Uh, so we are going no, to no, play. No, can't open it yet. Well, I'm just seeing what's on the back. Smelling that bacon. There's no bacon. Oh, I'm also putting up his candy ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> you get the cranberries, though. We're going to play a game called Reddit Says. Have, have you? Are you familiar with the website Reddit? Yes. Yes, well, on their Ask Reddit uh, page, you can post anything. And what I've done is I've taken random questions from Ask Reddit, and I have the top ten most upvoted answers here. So it works kind of like Family Feud. You need to give me one of the most upvoted answers. If you give me the number one answer, that's worth ten points. Two is worth nine, and so on and so forth, okay? So, Ian, everyone will get the answer to every question. Ian, we'll start with you for question one. Uh, Goatman2112 asks... Uh, who was your first fictional crush? Who was your first fictional crush? Yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? That's a good, good choice. What are you thinking, Reggie? Catwoman. Catwoman, mm-hmm. another fantastic choice. Uh, I'm going to just answer with mine and say Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, fantastic choice. All right, uh, starting at the bottom, number 10 is Tuxedo Mask. Oh, so close. Agenda. Uh, number nine is uh, Hermione Granger. Good answer. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. Dimitri from Anastasia. Mm-hmm, yeah. yes, I know, surprise. Some ladies surprise. answered this. Uh, <laughs> Azula from uh, The Last Airbender. Yep. Good uh, choice. Misty or Belle? Uh, they were both <laughs> in that answer. So Misty from Pokemon or Belle from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Maid Marion from uh, Disney's The Robin Hood. Yeah. 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 Don't you oh. make she that was, noise. No, she was kind of hot, but mm-hmm, I... Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Total fox. fox. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, the Pink Power Ranger. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about her. Luna Lovegood. Yeah. Uh, number two is a tie between Jasmine and Jessica Rabbit. Huh. Mm. And number one is Zelda. What? what? Yeah. No. No Wonder Woman? Like the 8-bit one? I guess. <laughs> well, the, the exact answer was... At least was, two of those bits were boobs, Ian. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the exact answer was Zelda. Then I realized the name was Link. Then I realized that was a guy. I went through a face. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, no points given away. Reggie, we're going to start with you on this one. Uh, Lightning94 asks, what would be the worst machine for a Transformer to turn into? Man, a toaster. Toaster. I don't know if it's a machine, but I'm going to say Porter Potty. Ooh. See, again, I always say it's Reddit and what they upload, so you never know. Vibrator? Worst. Yeah, I was thinking, (laughs) man, I don't know, man. Robots, they don't want to do that. You would just get like a plug and play vibrator. (laughs) Such a relative answer, though. Uh, (laughs) All right, so number 10 is toaster. So that's a point for Reggie. Number nine is transformer. No, that's great. My <laughs> mutant power is that I could turn into another guy. <laughs> Just uh, one. Number eight is a PT Cruiser. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> a landmine. <laughs> yeah. A Walmart scooter. Those are cool. Uh, a fax machine. 
<laughs> a vibrating flashlight, which I think is close enough. Hey. So. What? Yeah. I, no, I thank you, Noah. <laughs> what is a vibrating flashlight? Yeah, first of all. Yeah. It's for I'm stuff in the dark. It, Look, I'm giving Ian. <laughs> no. I protest these um, points. That, well, he's getting six points, and you can deal with we'll it. We'll put an asterisk next to it. A- and an asterisk. There you, you go. We'll, uh, that I'll, means I'll, more points, No, he's right? actually putting an asterisk <laughs> next to it. Uh, uh, number three is, is a Malaysian airliner. <laughs> uh, number two is a Tamagotchi. <laughs> and number one is a Panini press. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I guess it sucks. Like, oh, great, I can make great paninis. I'm good at a party. But then when, like, the Decepticons show up, you're like, oh, I'm not... Real useful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for the victory party. Yeah, the inevitable victory party. Yeah. Uh, Will, we're going to start with you on this one. No. Toodaloo Queen Nintendo asks, <laughs> who is someone who gets crapped on unnecessarily? Ooh. And they went on to clarify, who's someone that gets made fun of and harassed that doesn't deserve it? <laughs> mm. I was thinking of all the fictional characters get pooped on for no reason. Yeah, that's why I clarified. Uh, oh, jeez. There's a lot of these. I'm going to say Luigi. Luigi? Interesting I, choice. I like him. I think he does a lot of good. Interesting choice. I, I would have gone with that, you jerk. <laughs> Actually, can you repeat it? I'm not sure I heard the uh, full question. Who is someone that gets unnecessarily crapped on? I'm going to let you know right now, crap wasn't the word used in the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what are you thinking? Obama. Obama. That's a very good answer. I was going to go with Obama, but I think like I'm going to... That's where we're all stealing each other's answers. I guess like second, I get Green Lantern. Green Lantern, that's a good He choice. deserves most uh, can of what I, he no. gets. Can I go back and say Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> no, too late. No, because he deserves it. <laughs> How dare you. How dare you. <laughs> Uh, number 10 is the police. I don't know if it's the band or not. Uh, <laughs> that's probably true. Number 9 is Nicolas Cage. 8 is Howard Scott Warshaw. He's the guy that made Atari's uh, E.T. Oh, that uh, guy. No, he deserved it. Nickelback? Nope. No, no. they, they totally don't get enough. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Ron Weasley. Yeah. Do people really he get crap, crap on him? Yeah. People in the, in the series kind of give him a hard time. Uh, yeah. N- number five is Obama. So that's hey, more nice. points for Ian. Thanks, Obama. Uh, four is Ed. <laughs> yeah, four is Obama. Oedipus. He, he didn't really have the complex. He didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but he still didn't banged he his though? mom. Yeah, I know, I mean, but he didn't know. I think it wasn't. There wasn't a name for it. He yet. knew it was his mom. No, he didn't. That was. Well, I mean, like, figures it out. I know, yeah, and he then he had pulls to. his eyes out. My eyes, my mother, Hometopus. That's a dead-on impression. Uh, number three is Jerry Thespian. from Parks and Recreation. Oh, uh, that's true. Who? Damn. That's a good answer. Who from Parks Jerry? Park Jerry? Oh. Or Larry? Larry. Or Gary? Larry. <laughs> Barry. Uh, number two is Adam Sandler. <laughs> no. Mm. He's done some stuff. And number one is that one guy from your group of friends that you're mean to. <laughs> no, that, dude, that son of a bitch deserves <laughs> everything he gets. I like your notes. Yeah, I have so many <laughs> notes. So many notes. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Ian on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no F's Given asks, uh, what food do you think you That's could a teacher. eat every day for a year? Food that you could eat every day for a year. Every day for a year. That's uh, uh, spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's, this is just... This is <laughs> 
odd question because it's so normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't Transformer related at all. <laughs> Tacos. Ooh, good answer. I'm going to go pizza. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this pizza. order, it's breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. chicken, mac and cheese or sushi, <laughs> cheese, bread, pasta, which yeah. is close mm-hmm. enough, so I'll give you points for that. Okay. Uh, potatoes. Tacos is number three. Nice. nice. Number two is pizza. Nice. And number one is a wooden door. Well, I don't feel bad that none of us got that. <laughs> Damn it, a Reddit. reference that I don't get. <laughs> yeah, not a clue. Not a clue in this world. That makes Ian our winner, who oh. actually was able to pick up lots yeah. of points in this. Give it up for Ian. Thank you. Enjoy those razor, yeah, blades, those razor blades. Take those razor blades. Don't put your fingerprints on them. You All don't right. have any like depression okay. issues we need to know about. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay, good. All right, okay. excellent. <laughs> that was just like, you know, yeah, yeah. we're all in the clear now. I, yeah, exactly. So if I was anything happens, that I didn't have razors at <laughs> inside a lady's stomach, and now I have them. <laughs> yes, I feel much better now. <laughs> Give it up for Ian. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming up here. Reggie, we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I guess that Glam is on tour. We're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Tour. It's an all-female variety troupe, so we like to stop into different cities all across the country and pick up female variety artists. You know, not that we hate men, but, you know, there's not a lot of places that have uh, female MCs and an all-female it cast. It would be fine if you hated men. Well, yeah, I, mean, I hear they, the, I hear they sit themselves. on you a lot. No, yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to say that I'll say it, I recording. hate men. <laughs> they are terrible. You can ride my saddle any day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Any, anything else? Uh, Twitter? Uh, any, anywhere else we can find you? Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh, Reggie Boumouche, which is spelled Bug Muncher with umlauts over the U's. Uh, I didn't understand any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reggie basically Bug Muncher. Unfortunately, we did lose power here, and uh, that's all the podcasts that we have for you this week. So. Just real quick, be sure to give us five stars on iTunes. Give us five stars on Stitcher. Make us the podcast of the month on podcastland.com. Check out the new website, plus2comedy.wordpress.com, because plus2comedy.com is still broken. You can also listen to us Friday nights on Wildfire Radio. Upcoming shows include on the 25th of June, we will have Ophidian the Cobra from Chikara Pro Wrestling. It's going to be awesome. Uh, We are canceled on the 2nd due to Dexcon. Then on the 9th, it will be episode number 100 with T.J. Del Reno. So be sure to come. It's going to be a very special day with T.J. Del Reno. Uh, then uh, the 16th, I don't think we have anyone yet. It's going to be a mystery. So if you like mysteries, be sure to check that one out. Uh, the 23rd is Oticon. I can't guarantee we're having a show. And then on the 13th, it will be Stormblooper, who is a nerd band. Be sure to check that out. And as always, we would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible. He in the street cops is safe. You'll always be prepared to help me. This is the Boston Comedy Podcast. Hey, hey. Thank you so much.